Well, it's official. Much like the mosquitoes, 2023 is in hell where it belongs. I don't know about you, but my God, what was that train wreck? I still feel like we're living in 2020 and we haven't escaped that year yet. So here's to a better 2024. I'm Mark Laporte, and this is Coffee Milk. It's been a few weeks. I had to take some time off because I was definitely feeling burnt out with the holidays coming up, a bunch of work stuff. It just, I just couldn't keep up. So now that's 2024, I figured, well, instead of taking more time off or just getting in my head, just put out an episode. This is going to be a short one. Just try and get back into the groove of January. But I am going to do seasons instead of continue on with episodes one through you know 12,000 I'm just going to do seasons so every season you should expect anywhere from 40 to 50 episodes ideally I'd like to get 52 one per every week so if I get land more interviews record them and then have them for episodes where I'm just going to miss that would be great but I figured seasons would also make sense this being AI AI is completely going to change. Episode 20 is not going to sound like episode 80 because we're practically going to be eons ahead, even though it may just be a year in the time frame. It's just nicer, too, because I always have a lot of friends who find out I do the podcast and like, oh, well, what episode should I start with? And half the time I don't really know. And this way I can just be like, I'll start with season three because there even there are some TV shows where I just start off later on because it the first couple episodes of the first season or two suck. Trailer Park Boys, that's one for me. I always start on season three. So New Year's Day, I wake up from a horrible hangover. And then it was about four o'clock in the afternoon, I get a text message from my buddy in Canada. And he says, hey, Mark, I heard that Ray, which is my boss, had a heart attack. And I, I hope he's okay. I, if he needs anything, let me know. I'd ask him, but you know Ray, he'd be like, oh, I'm fine. So this was actually news to me. I find out third party that my boss, the owner of the shop I work at for eight years, I'm like his right-hand man, doesn't tell me that he had a heart attack. So I text him, I'm like, Happy New Year, Ray. What the hell's going on? And he's like, oh, yeah, it was three in the morning. I, uh, I just couldn't sleep and... I knew for like two weeks he was really having some heart problems, and he said he had an appointment January 2nd. I wanted him to get looked at sooner, but he waited. And apparently at 3 o'clock in the morning, he did have a heart attack, goes to the hospital, they take care of all that. <clears throat> Monday, this guy thinks he can just go back to work. So I'm trying to run around and make sure he's not doing anything stupid while he heals. But that's been everything up until now. I mean, my holidays was great. I went to my aunt's house, good time, a lot of food. The best thing about my aunt's for Christmas, though, instead of making the big family feast meal, uh, turkey and all that shit, we had appetizers. So we had mozzarella sticks, potato skins, chicken fingers. Now, I'll tell you, that to me was the greatest Christmas ever. Now, I just want to put all that out there because my buddy Charlie, he came on the podcast last year two or three times. And he's driving up tomorrow from wherever he's from to come to the shop for a couple of weeks. And he hasn't heard that Ray has had a heart attack. So I figured he'd find out through this podcast. So, yes, Ray's back at work two days after. No big deal. Like, this man is insane. So, Charlie, you can deal with that for the next couple of weeks. So with this being season two, um, obviously season one, it was just me and Mitch and we were trying to it was mostly AI, but I also tried to impart some wisdom on him. And 
now he's in college and he's doing great things and he's just got a lot on his plate with working and the dive team. So he won't be doing this year. He may come on every once in a while. We'll catch up with him. But so it's going to be me. I figured we're just going to talk same thing. It's going to be a lot of AI, a little bit of entrepreneurship, um, different side hustles that I've been doing and any cool interviews that I have coming up, which reminds me, I have two actors coming on in the beginning of February because the TV show that comes out for them is in February. So I figured it'd be a good kind of cross promotion. So look out for that. I am psyched about this. Now, I'm not sure if it was on the podcast or not, but Michelin tires in a weird marketing push for them to sell more tires. They came up with a guidebook back in the day that would recommend different restaurant uh, restaurants or areas, parks, uh, cool places to travel on the road. Therefore, you'd always remember the Michelin brand and it would associate you with buying more Michelin tires. So they came up with the Michelin star all the restaurants with Michelin star, it comes from the Michelin tires, which is wild. Same thing with Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, I believe it was in the 50s, uh, maybe 54 or 55. I think their 70th year comes up this year, uh, 70 years, Guinness Book of World Records. They noticed that in bars, everybody always talks about records and just different trivia. But you could never really get the answer from one book. They'd have to search through a different, uh, a lot of different books in the 1950s. Didn't have the computer, didn't have all that stuff we have today. So the guy's name, Sir Hugh Beaver, I don't know, that makes me laugh. He hired a, a team to come up with a, a trivia book and they called it the Guinness Book of World Records because at the time they were having an argument of which was like one, the fastest bird in England or something like that. So it took 90 weeks and they completed the, the book to be updated every year when somebody also tried to break a world record. But that was to reinforce a beer brand. Now it's just kind of outside marketing that takes something from being good to just elevating it in such a way where sometimes you don't even associate one thing with another because it wasn't until today I realized the Guinness Book of World Records and Guinness were the same. I knew about the Michelin tire thing. But the Guinness Book of World Records, that kind of blew my mind. Now that comes around to the Stanley Cup craze. I saw it trending on Twitter. I saw Instagram videos and I didn't know what the shit was going on. It seemed like it was a Willy Wonka ploy and whoever bought more Stanley Cups or there'd be a, a golden ticket in a Stanley Cup and you could win the factory. I just didn't know what the obsession was. I just saw women were going crazy at targets and beating each other up to get these damn things. And at first I actually associated it with mini Stanley Cups, you know, like hockey at the NHL, mini Stanley Cups. So when they were talking about Stanley, I associate that with my father and grandfather. My father had the big Stanley thermos. My grandfather had the Stanley thermos. They took it to work. I always, damn thing was indestructible. You could run that thing over, throw it off the highway. It would, it would always last. And that seal was amazing. Always kept everything hot. It was beautiful. But what I learned with this craze was that it wasn't until 2019, I believe their average sales every year was about 73, 67 to $73 million. And then in 2019, oh, this mom blogger kind of promoted the Stanley 
cup and it, it went viral. People, they couldn't keep it in stock. The unique part about this was instead of considering it a fluke, the Stanley CEO, who is a marketing director, who is, I believe he got his degree in marketing. He, he saw he was onto something and started targeting a female demographic. And then he created softer tones for the tumblers they created and did pastels and reds and um, everything geared toward women. And now from 2019 at $67 million, they're due to break $750 million, I believe, just in sales from this year alone. And that's from targeting women. Now, I don't know how high this could go. I would assume they'd probably cross over a billion dollars, but they have to figure something else out. You can't just sell that one product and expect just by changing the color, you can continue this trajectory. But it was just interesting how a mommy blogger promoted this. The CEO saw something here and then just 10X'd his company in four years by going on his hunch, which was a correct hunch. Women are in charge of 70% of the buying habits of a household. So yeah, definitely target women. Yeah, they've had pastels and all this other stuff, but apparently they did a cross-promotion with Target and they brought out the Cosmo Pink and the Target Red Tumblers and that's what was causing the stir. Now, the, the Cosmo Pink isn't to be confused with the Starbucks Pink, which apparently Starbucks isn't going to continue stocking, but that's sold out across the, uh, across the nation. And these apparently, th apparently these Stanley Cups go online. People are selling them for a couple hundred dollars each, and I, I believe the price range is from forty-five to fifty-five dollars. And I even saw now. Obviously, it's not fake, or if it was real, I hope the person sold it. But they put it up for nineteen thousand dollars. Insane, and I'm sure. I'm sure you could definitely double your money on this if you happen to be in luck and find them in stock somewhere and buy them. But this is insane that just the fact that a color, what do you try? I don't understand the, I understand the appeal of, okay, it's targeted to me. I might want one, but it seems like women are buying every color known to man. One of my friends said between Stanley cups and scratchers, I'm never going to retire. And I saw her collection of Stanley cups. I think she had 70 something what are you doing? What's going on? I just hope I can come up with a product like that. Everybody wants just quick hit. I'd sell the company immediately. There's no way in hell I'd stay in. So if I were the CEO, I'd also take a nice bonus, get out. I don't know how long this thing could last. It could last another hundred years. Who knows? Nothing much has been going on in AI news, except we got mid journey six, uh, over Christmas break, I played with that a lot. It's interesting. It, it works a lot better with the prompts that you give it, and it can take more of the prompts. The pictures are very detailed, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem to have the imagination that 5.2 had. Because when I asked that to do just different cars or supercars or imagine this and it would do a great job of that. This is very generic standard cars, but the photos are beyond realistic. They're perfect. And the people, you can actually see flaws in people's skins, freckles or little beauty marks here and there. 
And I would definitely say you could not tell a mid-journey person apart from a real person. It's that good. Of course, it's also an alpha. So yeah, it's an alpha right now. So they're definitely going to add a lot more. They also said this week that they were going to come out probably the first quarter with text-to-video, so they'll be competing with Luke, uh, what is it, Pika Labs? Midjourney's the powerhouse to, to photorealistic, as far as I'm concerned. They're just the best in photos. Now, if they could match that with video, that would be incredible. If not, it's just, it's so much better that they're involved with the video portion because a rising tide lifts all boats. Everybody's going to benefit from Midjourney getting involved in this. Having said that, if you haven't played around with Pika Labs, I believe everybody's now off the wait list. It's open to the public. Text to video. If you sign up for the subscription, they'll give you 15 seconds, uh, 15 second clips. But if you're a free user, it's four second clips. And even with those four second clips, there have been people who've made whole movie trailers with that minute 30 long movie trailers. They'll take those four second clips, add audio above it, uh, voiceover, and they're it's it's damn good. It's really impressive. So I can't even imagine what 2024 is going to bring in in those terms. If you think it's just been this year alone that we've been in AI and it seems like it's been a decade, it's it goes slow and fast at the same time, if that makes any sense. <clears throat> but 2024, yeah, I could imagine text to whole movie. Yeah, it'll all create all hour 30 minute movie from one prompt no i'm not saying we'll get there but could you imagine the shit that's going to come down the pike this year chat gpt launched a store this past week and uh, it's it's nice now because when i had to find gpts when they came out with the gpt builder you'd have to hope you found somebody on like products hunt or twitter that you follow and found something that's really unique i mean you could get a lot of the most mundane stuff writing prompts or YouTube summarizers, anything like that. So it was just really hard to find anything that stood out. So finally, with the store, it's just the Explore tab. You get to see the top 10 new GPTs per week or the, the recommended GPTs. Then they have some for Dolly, again, some for YouTube, some created by the ChatGPT team. Um, they haven't really discussed how they were going to monetize that yet. I knew that was a big thing, but... What they said was, the company still didn't fully explain its plans to monetize, but uh, a GPT revenue program, they said, will be launched in Q1, and it's kind of like the first step, I guess. They're going to pay people based on user engagement. Uh, I guess kind of like TikTok or YouTube Shorts. The more people view your reels, the more money you get. I'm, I would assume that only obviously works for subscription-based. I don't know if they're going to push these out to the freemium users as of yet. They said it was going to be about, um, they were going to liken it to Apple's 70-30 split pro uh, program. Let's hope that comes and everybody turns into millionaires. The only problem with these GPTs is they're so easy to clone. You see something that you like, well, why not just build your own? Make it a little bit better. Anybody can just tell the GPT builder what you've built and it'll create the exact same thing. Sure, you may have to find certain documentation to feed the builder, but it's generally going to be the same. Uh, unless you have APIs and then like special functions that you actually create, there's nothing really unique about these. That remains to be said. We'll see what happens in the future. Next week, I do want to go over everything that happened at CES this week. 
it's been uh, crazy announcements left and right, but the central theme has been AI in everything. We're talking bird feeders, stoves. Uh, I bet you there's a microwave. There was a fridge. So there's a lot of crazy shit going to happen in 2024. I don't think a lot of this is going to stick. You'll find out why next episode. But uh, I don't know. It's exciting. If you live in New England, this weekend we got pounded with a, a snowstorm. I didn't think it was going to be that bad, but it turned out we got about, I don't know, I'll say nine inches. And it wasn't a fun nine inches to shovel because it was an icy two-inch layer at the bottom. And you know how that is. You got to do it in two stages, and that just annoys me. And I thought it was going to be light and fluffy. I misjudged that. So I'm a little tired, a little doped up on acetaminophen. And, yeah, it's about 10 o'clock. So I'm kind of I'm tired. But I want to let you know I am back. It is season two. Expect great things. If you had to shovel snow, you'd understand my exhaustion. I'm going to go to bed at 10, and that's wild for me. I, I usually go to bed at 2 o'clock. That's all I have for this week. Happy 2024. I hope you guys do great. And now if you see people putting up pictures of their 2023 and all their accomplishments and everything, congratulate them. But if you look at everybody else's accomplishments and you realize that you didn't have any big accomplishments in 2023, you just survived... Well, I applaud you because you made it through what I consider to be a shit year. It was insane. I'm glad it's over. May it rot in hell. But I want to, you know, encourage you. If you didn't, if you just survived 2023, then congratulations. You, you made it out alive. I didn't think I would. So I'm very excited for next week's episode. I'm Mark Laporte, and this is Coffee Milk. Thanks for listening.